James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Welcome to your Monday. James Golden here with you. If you'd like to be part of the program today, simply dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Of course, being Monday, so much to discuss. You know, the Grammys were last night. If any of you would like to discuss the Grammys, have at it. I did not watch the Grammys. I haven't watched the Grammys in decades. But I did read some of the news concerning the Grammys, the usual stuff out of the entertainment world, Cardi B cursing out her fans and F this, F that, F them, F that. Little Nads says that he wasn't gay or something and then he is gay. I don't know. I don't really care, frankly, what Little Nads' gender is. And uh, Bruno Mars apparently lit up a cigarette during, I like Bruno a lot, but Bruno apparently lit up a cigarette during his time on stage and, you know, the usual stuff that comes out of the entertainment world. So if you saw the Grammys, if you were impressed, if you weren't impressed, if you want to talk about the Grammys, as I say, have at it. Uh, Mayor Adams is in the news today. Three stories concerning our beloved mayor or the beloved mayor, at least in some quarters. We'll start with the, at least in one first. This is uh, from Fox News. New York City Mayor Eric Adams warns of gotcha media. Tells city officials he, he, and only he, he alone, must clear all messaging. New York City Mayor Adams says he's going to fire anybody that violates his strict discipline of message policy. And and so what this is, City Hall, Mayor Adams is going to micromanage all of the city agencies, all of the communications from every city agency in an attempt to combat a gotcha press corps. We're dealing with a very aggressive press corps where there's an I gotcha moment instead of I got you. And we need to be on top of that, he said. Now, now, okay, that is quite telling. The mayor says they're gotcha journalists instead of I got you, meaning I got your back. Because the press, when it comes to Democrats, usually is in the I got your back moment. All you have to do is think about Hunter Biden and the New York Times and the Washington the Amazon Prime Washington Post and others that knew CNN that knew there was something going on with the the infamous laptop but refused to cover it properly and now they're all backtracking that's the I got your back media but Mr. Adams, Mayor Adams, says he's not getting that kind of good treatment from the media. Instead, they're treating him like, these are my words, not his, like they treat a Republican. Like, I gotcha. We gotcha. And so Mayor Adams continues, said the first few months, we've noticed, we've noticed that the press advisories have gone out or press releases have gone out. Number one, we knew nothing about it. 
or it was something that we were still contemplating, and that's just not how I operate. He told us to political. He says he's a big believer in discipline, disciplining of action. He doesn't expect, accept. I don't accept people sabotaging this administration. If I ever find out that happens, someone intentionally does something that's inappropriate, you will not work for me as the mayor. Now, I'm not going to complain about that. He's. I wish that um, some of the people that tried to sabotage the Trump administration had been caught and bounced out quickly. But he says that, uh, the mayor says, it's imperative to know if you're assigned to an agency under a commissioner, but you work for me, that's very important to know. The commissioner leads an agency, but I lead the city. I'm the mayor of the city. And all, all communications that come through the city government is coming through my message. He even went so far as to say that press releases about fun things like the cherry blossoms in New York, they have to get approved by him. So Mayor Adams wants total control of all the messages of all of the New York agencies. And I'm not, you know, good. I mean, frankly, okay. Talk about gotcha. He doesn't have to, the press corps doesn't have to play gotcha with this mayor. All they have to do is follow him around. Protesters. Yesterday. Heckled Eric Adams. He was on his way out again. This time, Broadway show. Mr. GQ, Mr. Mayor, the finest mayor of fashion New York has ever had, was once again heading the town. But this time he ran into protesters. A handful of women held up signs as he entered. Where was he going? Oh, yes, the Ethel Barrymore Theater. And they were annoyed that this masking business is still mandated for children under five. So they were protesting him. You know what he did? He laughed them off. <laughs> That's just politics. <laughs> yeah, you can you can laugh off everything, Mr. Adams. You can laugh off parents. You can laugh off. As long as you get to go to the glamorous events, as long as you get to dress up and play Mr. Celebrity, you can just laugh off people with concerns about their children. And here's another way that the mayor is dismissing parents and concern about their children. Mayor Adams announces a new campaign of digital billboards in five Florida markets. Denouncing Don't Say Gay, that's not the name of it, law, and inviting Floridians to move to New York. Yeah, right. He said he's going to launch digital billboards and creative ads denouncing the recent parent uh, passage of the Parental Control and Education Bill. That's the bill that gives parents the right to actually teach their children about sex instead of government employees while they're in kindergarten, first and second, third grades. This new campaign from the mayor 
he says, is supposed to reaffirm his commitment and unconditional support for the LGBTQ plus community. I'm the mayor of New York, but I have a message for Florida's LGBTQ plus community. Come to a city where you can say and be whoever you want. He said, Florida's don't say gay bill is the latest shameful extremist culture war targeting the LGBTQ plus community. Today, we say to families living in fear of this state-sponsored discrimination that you will always have a home in New York. So the billboards are going to go up in different places in Florida, and he's going to do an education campaign urging Floridians to move to New York. Well, number one, I think that Floridians will be very grateful if more liberals that have currently moved to Florida move back to places like New York. They're not going to cry about it. So by all means... If any liberals there, once they see these ads in Florida, if you want to move back to New York, help yourself. Go right ahead. The people in Florida will just say bye-bye, bye-bye-bye to you on the way out the door. But I do think that this is worth the response from Florida. I hope that some Florida politicians or a pack or something puts up some digital billboards here in New York. For instance, they should put a digital billboard right at Queens Plaza, the subway station, and say, this is the location where another innocent New Yorker was killed while Mayor Adams talks and talks and talks about stopping the crime problem here. Do you feel safe yet? They should go to the Bronx where that horrid beating was in that bodega. This is another place in New York where someone was killed while Mayor Adams runs his mouth about New York being safe one of these days. They should go to New York's failing schools and place digital billboards in some of the New York failing schools. Here's another failing school brought to you by Mayor Adams and the Democrat Party. Do you want to send your kid from Florida to this school? By the way, you can have teachers talk about sex to your kids in kindergarten here. That's right. Florida can also come up with some ads. Florida ads can just, for instance, put a big billboard coming into the city, you know, on the LIE, where you see those billboards as you're getting ready to come into the Midtown Tunnel. Get a big billboard. Hey, love paying high taxes and getting nothing for it? Welcome to Mayor Adams, New York. Or, welcome to Mayor Adams, New York where five-year-olds are forced to wear masks. But but million multi-millionaire basketball players don't have to worry about it. You know, you can be, we can be creative. And we can help the Floridians want to strike back with this ill attempt at so-called reaffirmation. There's another governor of another blue state who's been running his mouth off about Florida, too. That would be Hogan, this Trump hater. This guy 
has never, when he was in office, never missed an opportunity to spread trait, uh, spread his Trump hate about. While he, there's a BizPack Review story, or American Wire, BizPack Review, about how this guy, Hogan, who was on TV yesterday, saying that Florida's law is absurd and admitted that he never read the bill. He's never read the law, which is so typical of Democrats. They listen to the talking points from other liberals, and then they go out and virtue signal and take a stand on something, and he doesn't even have the facts. The story's in BizPack Review today. GOP governor attacks DeSantis over absurd parental rights bill, then admits he didn't read it. Hogan, you know, this guy, this rhino, wants to be president. He's trying to put together a campaign, and I hope he does. I hope that this guy goes to every single Republican state and stands up on the podium And I hope Donald Trump is right there with him. And let's see who gets traction. Anyway, Hogan was on, where else? CNN. And he was just doing his best to try to hammer, hammer Ron DeSantis. Well, okay, so here's what he says to CNN. They ask him, what's his reaction to the legislation? Well, I didn't really actually see the details of the legislation, but the whole thing seems just like, a, you know, just a crazy fight. I'm not sure it concerns me. But then he goes on to call the bill absurd. I think the bill was kind of absurd and not something that would have happened in our state. Well, of course it wouldn't happen in your blue state. You guys in your blue state support the idea that teachers should be informing five-year-olds and four-year-olds about sexual matters that are way over their heads. Of course, that's what we've come to expect from you liberals. But then you're going to call the people of Florida crazy and absurd, and you haven't even taken time to read the bill? Who's absurd? Who's crazy, Governor Hogan? I think the absurdity speaks for itself. I watched some of the judicial hearings today, the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, on the voting up out of committee, the nomination of uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. And, yeah, they were all that plus more. Of course, one of the big drama moments came from Spartacus, as they always do. But we'll get to that. And your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. James Golden with you here, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. We are coming back right after this. Entertaining and informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, is on the air. 77 WABC. Oh, my goodness. The Ohio Players bring us back on WABC. (laughs) 
Yes, indeed. Sugar and all the rest of the Ohio players. Uh, Sugar and Spice, nothing nice from the view. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's at it again. You know, I defended Whoopi when they tried to, you know, when there was talk about canning her, et cetera, et cetera, canceling her. And then some days I just wonder. She's at it again. Here's Whoopi Goldberg. The view Whoopi Goldberg claimed Monday the Senate Republicans were opposing Supreme Court nomination of Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson because, why else, because of her race. During the segment on the show, she says that Republicans on the committee were not going to vote for Jackson because they don't, quote-unquote, trust a black woman to do the job, end quote. You know, Whoopi, I maybe give you too much credit because I, I honestly think that you're smarter than this. But then I don't see any evidence sometimes that you are. This is just lazy, Whoopi. It is intellectually lazy on your part to just boil everything down all the time to the color of somebody's skin. It's lazy and it is racist yourself. You are showing the racist card here, Whoopi Goldberg, if you listened, if you actually took the time to actually listen to watch the hearings and listen to what those that are objecting to her are saying, maybe you wouldn't be so quick to just jump down on this racial claim of yours every time the question arises. The senators gave very First of all, the senators on both sides gave very forceful arguments as to their positions. The Republicans went out of their way to talk about how competent she is in other areas outside of the ideological areas. That this is a woman they complimented her on her character, on her integrity on her family, and they some of them even talked about how they met with the family and how much they really liked them and how, sadly, they weren't going to support her because ideology. And they went to specifics. They went to specifics on especially these child pornography cases that she's handled. And in almost every single one that they talked about, she not only gave the defendants of these crimes less time than the sentencing guidelines call for she also gave them less time than the prosecutors had asked for and it was a pattern and so they said this is a woman that basically is showing that she's soft on this type of crime there was another instance where specifically she was asked a question about the number now this is what i'm going to interpret what this is and try to paraphrase it basically under some of the sentencing guidelines, the more porn you look at, child pornography, the more you are found with, the, the, your sentence can increase because it is considered more severe. Well, this judge doesn't go along with that. She doesn't think the volume of child pornography has anything to do with what the sentence should be. And she said so. And so some of the senators were saying, look, this is an area of disagreement. She has said one thing, we think another way. And this whole idea that she couldn't define what a woman was, 
goes straight to Senator Blackburn made a, a wonderful speech about how that indicated what her philosophy was when it came to this business of there being multiple genders. And she says, okay, this is a progressive view of things. I'm not going to vote for this radical progressivism on the court. But even she, even she complimented the judge. No one was being hostile to the judge. They didn't bork her. Republicans did not go in her past and dig up somebody to try to smear her with lies of things that never happened, like Democrats do. They didn't claim that she put her pubic hair on a can of Pepsi or a can of Coke and spread it around to some employee that she harassed. They didn't talk about in Katanji Brown Jackson's America how how there would be lines and lines of every woman in the world waiting to get an abortion and commit genocide. They, they didn't do any of the stuff that Democrats do to Republicans. And then you had Spartacus. Booker going on and on and on and on and on and on about how 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 dare they question this wonderful woman. Wonders how can they do that? Hey Spartacus, how could you people do to Judge Kavanaugh what you did? How can you people do to Judge Alito what you did? How can you people do to Judge Clarence Thomas what you're still trying to do? So, you know, Spartacus, enough with this drama queen business all the time about how lovely it is and and, and unicorns and roses because we're going to finally have a black woman on the court. Her race doesn't mean anything except what you make of it. What matters is what she will do on the court. It's about merit. And this is something that you liberals cannot understand. Whoopi, grow the hell up. Stop taking the easy way out and blaming everything on race. Why don't you take the time and do some homework and actually understand what the issues are for a change instead of just phoning it in with this crap about race all the time? It's old. It's tired. And if you're too old and too tired to actually do your homework as a host on a major show, then why don't you just retire and spend your money and have a good time and stop being such a racist? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, coming back with you right after this. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Wow. This is Stevie Wonder from the album... Music of My Mind. This is one of the first albums that synthesizers were used throughout the album. That sounds like a phase shifter on his voice, too. Anyway, beautiful song written by Sarita Wright and Stevie, Girl Blue. Ah. And that Stevie playing percussion on this and drums. He's a great drummer, by the way. As well as a keyboardist, harmonica, vocalist. Yeah, what an amazing talent. 
All right, so we have uh, uh, the 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 secretary of what is he? Is it energy or transportation? It's transportation. Pete Buttigieg. And Pete, oh Pete, says that you folks out there, all of you, just get used to the high gas prices and stop complaining about it. So gas prices are high. So shut up already. Who cares whether gas prices are high? He says, look. You get used to the high gas prices until we achieve energy independence that's based on clean energy. Which, by the way, is not going to happen. This is just another myth from the left that somehow we're going to have, quote-unquote, clean energy. And everything, all the problems are going to go away. The unicorns and the rainbows are going to be back. In fact, there was one post that said, from somebody that that bought into one of these EV cars and their their electric bill went up $200 a month charging it. And by the way, what do these electric uh, uh, cars, they use electricity. Where does the electricity come from? It comes from the power plant. What powers the power plant? It's not solar energy. It's fossil fuels. So guess the more people that use electric cars, Guess what we're going to need more of? Fossil fuel. This whole thing is such a scam. And meanwhile, you have this incompetent secretary of transportation. He doesn't know a damn thing about transportation. He had no credentials, no pedigree in this vertical, this energy vertical or transportation vertical to merit him being elevated to run the Department of Transportation. And yet here he is, and Pete Buttigieg's big pronouncement is, hey, you people, stop whining about your high prices on gas. Get used to it. That's the way it is until we find energy independent based on clean energy. People, I tell you, liberals can actually raise your blood pressure with this nonsense. There is more more news out of the rat kingdom, the rodent kingdom. And in fact, I have a very dear friend who has been, how shall we say, doing her best to educate me on the history of the rodent kingdom that I knew nothing of. For instance, she tells me, if you look at the very first artwork from Little Mermaid, it had to be pulled back because there was a big phallic symbol in it. So, you know, I researched it, and I looked at the very first artwork of the uh, mermaid, and guess what's there? Well, <clears throat> and then there's a movie out, and I started watching this movie. And some of the claims that are made in this movie about the rodent kingdom, I got to tell you, I'm trying to figure out how I can fact check this stuff before I, before I bring it to a wider attention. Because... Some of the charges that allegations made about Disney content are just a little, some of the content that's been in Disney movies over the years is just stunning. So I'm investigating. I'll keep you posted after I fact check some of this stuff. I am told we have, and I asked to see if he could join us for a few minutes, Curtis Slewa. Welcome, Curtis. How are you, my friend? 
City Island in the Bronx. And I got to tell you, even here, they're the for sale signs. People planning to move to Florida. So, Curtis, what the he- Okay, Curtis, seriously. New York doesn't have enough problems to deal with. With Mayor Adams saying he's now going to start a political campaign in Florida suggesting that gay Floridians move back to New York, where I suggest they should just put up, the the Republicans should just fight this. Just put up some electronic billboards of their own at Queens Plaza. Hey, here's where another person was killed while, while, while Mayor talks about how he's going to stop crime in the city. What's your take on this, Curtis? How ridiculous. Uh, Look at the large gay colonies that have grown in Florida over the years with New Yorkers, people from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, in the Key West, in Fort Lauderdale, South Beach, Miami, go up to uh, West Palm Beach, Lake Worth. I I just go on and on. Do you think any of those men and women are going to decide to come on back to Fear City? And remember, James, you commented on this just last week. He called our city a laughing mayor, Eric Adams. That's right. Why would anybody want to give up Nirvana, which is Florida, where everything, everyone is free, a great quality of life, low taxes, plenty of jobs, to come back to New York City, which Eric Adams described as a laughing stock, where you could get mugged, shot, pay more taxes, can't find a job, and have a lousy quality of life. And he wants to spend our tax dollars putting up those billboards? How about putting up billboards in our communities? Don't shoot our children. How about this, Curtis? He's so worried about LGBTQ plus people not being able to sexualize children in kindergarten, first and second grade. Why doesn't he worry about the 242 failing schools in New York and how they're doing a disservice to minority children in all of these districts, and it's been going on for generations. I'm not blaming that on him, but why doesn't he at least give a damn about the failing schools in New York before he worries about what's going on in schools in Florida? You would think, James, and let's look back to when you went to public school, I went to public school. We didn't have sex education until junior high school. Exactly. And it started with us putting a condom on a Chiquita banana I can't tell you how dysfunctional I was doing that. That was the big issue. Sex education in junior high school and high school. <laughs> oh, you bring oh, flashbacks, Curtis. You just triggered some ugly flashbacks there with the bananas. <laughs> exactly. And, and it was difficult for us to grasp that in junior high school and high school. And now they want children in pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, to know the difference between a transvestite, a transgender, a cross-dresser. This is crazy. And this mayor, Mr. GQ mayor, I mean, Curtis, this is the best-dressed mayor I have ever seen in our city's history. This guy is impeccable. He's out going to Broadway plays. He's out saying to basketball players and entertainers, oh, you don't have to worry about that vaccine mandate. Screw you. But but to the workers, the people, the heroes that stood up in this city, worked for the city, and worked through COVID when there was no vaccine, those people are fired, some of them. And he doesn't give a damn about them, but yet he gives a damn about these 
baseball players, basketball players, who coincidentally, the the New York Mets happened to drop a sizable amount of dollars into his pack. That's right. It was Stephen Cohen, who, by the way, insider trading information should have put him in jail, who gave $1.5 million to his pack so that he could become mayor. But more importantly, you're a music aficionado. Let me take you back. Remember that classic song of the 80s, Blinded by the Light? Yes. That's Eric Adams. Turn the lights on. Roll out the red carpet. Here he comes in his Ferragamos, his designer suit, never a suit off the rack. We're not talking men's wholesale outlet here. No, no, no. And you say, where did he get the money for this wardrobe? He's been wine, dined, and pocket line, James. He's not a friend of the average citizens in New York City, only the wealthy, the well-heeled, and people who want special favors from him, like Stephen Cohen, the millionaire ball players, the performers on Broadway, but average everyday heroes, as you mentioned, who went into the belly of the beast on March of 2020 when COVID was killing people, killing them, injuring them, causing their families to get sick. He's now turned them into people of no consequence, zeros. Not you, James, not I, and not the listeners at WABC. They'll always be heroes in our eyes. That's exactly right. These people gave so much to this city, and he just it's just like he puts his middle finger up at them. You are peasants. You are the low class. You are the untouchables. You're not like my treasured entertainers, my treasured sports figures. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. James, look at the difference between Florida and New York City. In New York City now, if you're pre-K or in kindergarten, you're learning about transvestites, cross-dressers, and transgenders with a, with a mask on your face. So you can't even hear the teacher. The teacher can't hear you. In Florida, you have freedom. Nobody's wearing masks. Kids can go out and run in the streets. They're safe and secure. Nobody from Florida, uh, from Florida, whether they're straight or gay, is going to pack their bags and come up to New York City. It's fear city. And someone needs to remind Eric Adams, just last week, you said we're a laughing stock. You must think gay people are stupid to come back to a laughing stock of a city. Curtis, couldn't have said it better. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Curtis, where can people find you these days? Oh, all on the weekend. It's like 20 hours of programming, <laughs> overnight, during the day. You name it. ABC always broadcasting, Curtis, on the weekends. I have to ask you one more question, Curtis. How come you're not getting Anthony his car? Anthony wants a car. He's old enough to have a car. Why are you telling the kid he's got to go get a paper route instead of just saying, okay, Anthony, you deserve it. You're a good kid. Here's a car. Hold on, Bo. He wants a brand-new Dodge Charger. Just the price of a gallon of gas now for high pass. I'll have to take a reverse mortgage, never mind the car. Hey, kid, go get a bicycle and go deliver newspapers like I used to. <laughs> Curtis Lee with the one and only Curtis Lee. Thank you for joining us, Curtis. Anytime, Bo Snurley. Great show, and I listen to you Saturday morning, 7 to 10. Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. And in addition to your everyday four to five before Catchman Titus and the Roundtable. Thank you, my friend. WABC Talk Radio 77, that's the one and only, the legendary Curtis Lee, who has done more to protect the, the, the citizens of this city than Eric Adams will ever do.
We'll be right back after this. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, is on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. How timely. Let's head to the telephones with Ralph in Manhattan. Ralph, welcome. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy. What's up this afternoon, Ralph? James, you hit it on the, the head before when you talked about Whoopi and this prism in which he sees the world. Now, you see, it's kind of like, James, if you, if you stay with me, it's laziness. You, you put your finger on it when you said that. The TV people are generally very lazy. The radio people, yourself, others, they actually have to do some homework once in a while. See, he, she just sees this from the uh, the outside, and that uh, that glass ceiling is everything to her. So, in turn, she gives you this this reason that you know falls on the lines that you hear all the time. No groundbreaking news there. It's always the same thing over and over again. And you know, I, I would. Um, kind of say it's more uh akin to the tv people more so than the other than the radio people because you guys actually have to sit down kind of think about what are you going to do we have to do show prep we actually have to work and know our facts because people will not listen to you over and over again just say oh he's racist oh he's racist oh he's racist oh everything in the world that's the answer they're either racist sexist bigoted homophobe transphobe whatever it is that's their one-stop answer for everything. Someone is bigoted against them. And I will tell you what, I watched those Senate hearings, and I've been reading about Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Now, look, you can disagree on her judicial philosophy or not. You can also disagree whether you think Republicans should have even bothered putting up a fight. We know the, the outcome of this. She's going to be on the Supreme Court. But I think it is totally worthwhile for these senators to actually Ask the tough questions. She didn't answer very many of the tough questions. Not even some of the easy questions, like what is a woman? But yet and still, she will be elevated to the highest court in the land. And all you can get from the Whoopi Goldbergs of the world is, oh, Republicans don't want to vote for her because she's a black woman. Get over yourself. It's because she's a raging, radical liberal. And we don't really care what color she is. A liberal is a liberal is a raging, radical liberal. Thank you for the call. Stella! Stella! Let's go to Stella in Westchester. Hi, Stella. Hi. Oh, my God. I just love your show so much. I wish I could just run up there and hug you. Thank you. You, you are, I love the way you say everything with such passion and intensity because it's true and you really mean it from your heart it's not just jibber jabber out of your mouth and i just love that i i'm going to i don't know if you remember someone named neil bortz of course neil bortz was this very successful radio host originated in florida he's one of the icons in the industry to his show he used to call himself the high priest of the church of the painful truth and I love that. Yes, so I'm now I'm going to call you that because you he, he reminded me of Rush. But I'm going to definitely call you that because you definitely are, whether the truth hurts or not, you know, you tell it like it is. And I love that. 
So I have a couple of comments. I don't know where to start. There's so many because your show is just so interesting. Um, so let's start with uh, DeSantis. Number mm-hmm. one, why doesn't I mean, I haven't heard of any other governor following his lead as far as signing anything, in, you know, into law to protect these little children. Number uh, one. Yes, there are other states that yeah. are now there are other states. And I, I I'll have to get look back on it. I read a story about that a week and a half ago. And I just want to be sure of the states. But there are at least two other states right now that are considering similar legislation. Oh, there are. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I mean, he's amazing, I have to say. And then when I first heard about the mayor of New York putting up those billboards in Florida, number one, I laughed so much I almost cried. Um, but number <laughs> two is, is it? I didn't realize. I mean, there's no laws that say like from one state to another, like one state can just put up a billboard in another state. Oh yeah, they can. And and Republicans, by the way, have done that a lot. They sadly used to put billboards up in California, urging California businesses to move to their state. And so now you have a lot of California businesses, for instance, who've moved to Texas. The only problem with that is they bring their liberal workers with them, and these liberals leave these high tax states. These these liberals can't stand the high the high crime rates the failing education, the high taxes. And you'd think that when they leave and come to a conservative state, they'd appreciate life there. But no, they bring their liberalism with them, and they start demanding that the people in the conservative states, the red states, do everything that ruined the blue states. So it's like there's a double-edged sword with this. But, yeah, uh, states have been poaching the citizens of other states for quite a while. You know, this is the problem. I'm afraid Florida. Oh, God, I'm crossing my 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 uh, I'm just crossing my fingers that this won't happen in Florida because a lot of liberals are moving to Florida. And I'm well, here's saying, what's I- happening in Florida from everything um, that I understand thus far. For the first time in Florida's history, we registered Republicans now are outnumbering Democrats. So it seems that so far, at least the people in Florida are wise enough not to be turning toward liberalism. In fact, this is considered, this is this election year is considered that it's going to be a very bleak year for Democrat, the Democrat Party in Florida. We'll see, of course, whether that pans out. Stella, love you, call, love you. Please call back. Gracie, New York City, are you, where are you calling from, Gracie? Hi, hi, Bo. Listen, I don't know if you know this offhand, but you maybe you'll be able to look it up. The spokeswoman from the, for, for for Disney, the one with the pan child and the transsexual child, I heard that her kids are four and five. Could that be possible? Yes, anything with liberals is possible. So, you, I mean, look, this is Gracie. These liberals have taken this sexual stuff to a, a level that most of us would have thought would be impossible. This is the reason that they want the ability in school to talk to kindergartners. Imagine that, to kindergartners, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and start trying to tell them about the quote-unquote differences in gender. Now, I don't know about you, Gracie, but I would be suspect of any company that claims that they represent the family or that they provide good programming for families and for children to be behind legislation to start sexualizing children at age five, six, and seven. I don't 
And I think most people are horrified by the idea. What do you think? Uh, that's what I taught first grade. And I want to tell you something. You, they, know, they know maybe they're a boy and a girl when you say, all right, girls, get on this line. Boys, get on this line. What, are you going to have 28 lines <laughs> and one kid in a line? I mean, how could a little kid know I'm pan? I don't even know what pan means. Yeah, you know, I read the definition of pan, and for the life of me, it escapes me at the moment. I'll have to look it up again. But, I mean, it's hard to keep up with all this stuff. You, you, you have some kids that are now cisgender. Others are, I forget the, the right pronouns and all this stuff. We're living in a very, very, very different world than the one we grew up in, uh, Gracie. Gracie, I love you so much. Thank you. Vinny, Staten Island, welcome, WABC, Talk Radio, Talk Radio 77. Remember, John Katz is up next. Catch at night. Keep it right here on WABC. Vinny, what's on your mind? Hi, James. It's a, it's an honor. I just want to say I was in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, a number of weeks ago, and I have a gas car, and I'm looking at the guys plugging in their Teslas. And so I was curious, how long does it take to charge one of these babies? Well, he's going to be there for about 40 minutes, but a full charge might be an hour. How do you how do you charge cars that for that later time at a gasoline station? Are all those cars that I live in, when I live in Bentonhurst, or Bay Ridge, all lined across the street. Where do you charge these cars up to at night? Well, a lot of people keep their charges in their garages. If you go to certain hotels, now they have charging stations in certain buildings, and there are actually maps that will help the drivers. But you just touched on something. If you're doing long-distance driving, you really do have to plan your route. And so what people do is they'll plan a route. They'll get to a charging station near a restaurant go have dinner or something, come out, the car is charged, and then they're back on the road. I'm not, look, I'm not against electric cars. I've ridden in Teslas. I think they're incredible vehicles, okay? And if that's, if that's what you want, have at it. This is American land of freedom, and have whatever car you want to drive. I will say this, though. Electric cars are not going to solve the alleged problem of alleged man-made global warming. Because all they are going to do is put further pressure on fossil fuels, which which power up the power plants to get the electricity that charges the electric cars. It's all a bunch of, it's, it's like a shell game. It's like three-card Monty. Oh, we're out of time, sadly. Remember, Cats Up Night up next. Keep it right here. We are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New Jersey, and we are New York City. All of us are New York City, the greatest city in the entire world. And we, of course, are fortunate enough to live in the United States of America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And look with special favor on those suffering the horrors and atrocities that they're having to deal with in Ukraine. Back tomorrow. See you then. Bye.